Lights, and you're listening to P.S. Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's Fangirl. Oh, well, you kind of know about this. It's only gotten worse with time. So <laughs> one fateful day on Twitter, there were K-pop stands replying to oh. a tweet that I was interested in. And the songs <laughs> kept getting stuck in my head. And now I'm like full on obsessed with three different groups. And I want to learn more. Well, as you know, it's been a challenge getting guests because I normally interview comedians who are performing either in Minneapolis or Cincinnati, and then I write a, a little uh, write-up, a little blurb, as they say, for uh, one of the two papers in those towns. And, of course, there's no one doing shows right now, so um, I've kind of had to really uh, scratch around for some guests and do some things a little bit differently. So I thought y'all would like to hear from Fangirl. She's been on the show, of course, multiple times, knows a lot about music and music from the 2000s and stuff like that. So we'll, we will talk to her. And then let me see, we have a song of the week coming up from BTS, which is uh, suggested by Fangirl in the interview. And uh, yeah, and well, first let's go to a uh, dumb bit. Kind of a dumb bit doubleheader this week. You get a, I thought it was funny. And you also get a... It's Facebook, not Factbook. So first we'll go with the I thought it was funny. Uh, remember a couple of years ago, this is probably about around 2008 or so, and George W. Bush was president, and uh, there was these he had these massive tax cuts, which mostly went to the wealthy, as they always do. And Warren Buffett, the billionaire investor, uh, said this. Uh, this is from CNBC. Taxes for the lower and middle class and, uh, and maybe even the upper middle class should even probably be cut further. But I think that people at the high end, people like myself, should be paying a lot more in taxes. We have it better than we've ever had it. And of course, the dance remix of uh, CNBC right there. Hope you enjoy the music underneath that. Don't know why that's there. But anyway, yeah, so Warren Buffett said, uh, you know, those super wealthy should be paying more in taxes, him included. And uh, what's weird is a lot of people who that did not apply to at all, uh, said, uh, oh, well, if Warren, you may remember, if Warren Buffett wants to pay more taxes, he can send it to the IRS. And these are people that were in the middle class or in the upper middle class, which Warren Buffett said upper middle class people should be getting a tax cut. He was just talking about the super, super wealthy like himself. But yeah, but all, all kinds of poor and middle class and upper middle class people said, well, you can send a check to the IRS if he wants to. So I guess my question then is, with a stimulus check coming from the federal government uh, during this COVID-19 emergency, are y'all going to send your checks back? I thought it was funny. Which now brings us to a uh, a bit we like to call... It's Facebook, not Factbook. So usually these involve uh, the posting of a meme somewhere on Facebook. That's the usual suspect and usually posted by uh, maybe I would say uh, more conservative friends of mine. But this time, it's a progressive friend of mine. I won't call him out, but he uh, posted this meme. It's, a, uh, I guess, a screen grab of a tweet by someone named Justin A. Horowitz. There's a Justin Horowitz who is a composer. I don't think it's the same guy. But anyway... It says, uh, Canada's $82 billion stimulus is $2,000 a month for four months to everyone who loses their job. America's stimulus is a $1,200 loan against future taxes owed and multi-trillions in corporate welfare. Canada's constituents are its people. America's constituents are its corporations. Um, as, I guess, as a politifact that does the little meter mostly fall, I would rank this as uh, mostly true. Uh, Canada's $82 billion stimulus is $2,000 a month for four months to everyone who loses their job. Well, l- l- let me have the CBC explain it to you. 
Canadians will be able to apply for the Canada Emergency Response Benefit this week. It's available to anyone who lost their job because of the coronavirus pandemic, including contract workers and freelancers. Kathleen Harris reports. If you lost your source of income because of COVID-19, you can apply for emergency benefits starting tomorrow. The benefit is worth about $2,000 a month and will be available for four months. So there you go. But the key is, is that in Canada, it's only if you lose your job. So if you still have a job, you don't get the $2,000. And then in America, everybody's getting $1,200. But of the two, I think it's better just to get the 2000 to the people that really need it as opposed to 1200 you know, to people that may or may not need it. I don't know. Of the two, I would, would go with that. And uh, you can about hear my furnace kick on here, so excuse that. Uh, anyway, um, and I, I looked all over. I could not find anywhere to support the notion that the $1,200 stimulus we're receiving in the United States is uh, a, a, a loan against future taxes owed. It is trillions of dollars in corporate welfare. That is completely accurate. And boy, oh boy, two uh, organizations that, that I'm really a little upset with, uh, the airlines, but unfortunately we're stuck because we need airlines. Uh, but boy, th- those bastards, uh, when this whole thing was ramping up, the whole COVID-19, they were more than happy to charge people upwards of $6,000 to fly them home uh, on flights that I'm sure normally didn't cost that much, and then turn right around and say, oh, we, we need money now. And of course, they were you know full on with the uh, the stock buybacks, which even President Trump criticized. Holy cow. So there's that. And then the cruise industry, uh, they, of course, fly almost all the cruise lines that operate in this country do not fly their ships under the American flag for two important reasons. They want to, one, avoid U.S. regulations, and two, avoid U.S. taxes. And even my sister-in-law, who never posts on Facebook, who I think is pretty conservative, I'm going to guess her and my brother-in-law are like Romney conservatives, uh, posted and said, someone posted about this, and she said, yeah, that's absolutely true. She's a travel agent, so she's, she's in the biz. And so, yeah. So as uh, my dad would say, they had to throw those goddamn people in jail. So anyway, there's that's the if you see that meme floating around, like I said, it is it is mostly accurate. But uh, I and if somebody wants to like tweet me at PF sixty six, probably the best way to do it. If you can find something that supports the notion that this is actually a loan against our future taxes, please send that along. But like I said, I could not find anything about it. Uh, and in the meantime, kids, remember it's Facebook, not Facebook. You know, fangirl from the show, um, mostly from the uh, top six episodes we, we do of the year. We do when we pick our top six songs. Uh, uh, nearly Liza, fangirl I, and uh, she's been on a course uh, multiple times before, living in the same house for a while. Of course, that was unavoidable. But uh, here now is our interview with fangirl. Hey. Hey yo. How's it going, fangirl? Pretty good. How about you? Uh, okay. Um, I've run out of guests because comedians aren't doing any shows. So. <laughs> oh, so I'm your last resort guest? <laughs> uh, well, yes and no. I, this is probably good. I don't know what I'm going to do, actually. Uh, I talked to Pat Francis last week, uh, partially to see what was up, and I knew he would do it as a favor, and, um, you know, as he was going on in California, and then... Uh, I was experimenting with Skype to see if we could record for the Cincy Shirts podcast, and that all worked out. But um, yeah, with nobody doing shows, I, maybe I'll start my um, uh, PF's third favorite band. True, you should. I know. I don't have time, though, because weirdly, Mom and I are still busy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm still busy until the 12th. Yeah. 
Well, mom, mom and I were debating. She was like, because your sister has a recital in the beginning of uh, June. Yeah. And we were thinking, mom's like, well, are people going to want to sit in a uh, high school auditorium? Well, there's no way. <laughs> and watch that. But the way a lot of people aren't taking this seriously, I think they'll be like, yeah, this. they don't think it's a big deal now. They certainly don't think it's a big deal once the restrictions are. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like outdoor stuff like outdoor concerts and soccer and baseball maybe. But yeah, I still don't think movie theaters and indoor concerts and things like that. I don't know. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see. So um, what's the lay of the land up in Cleveland? Um, We had the first and the worst of the numbers. Um, it's, it hasn't been too terrible i was surprised i drove um to get gas the other day uh and just because i was on empty and even grocery runs need a little bit of gas and uh i was just shocked by how many people were driving and were on the streets and i drove by the only starbucks open in a seven mile radius and it's in like a strip mall like how starbucks are and the line through the drive-thru was around the strip mall (laughs) yeah same here um yeah there does seem to be people on the road, although at rush hour there isn't. They show the rush hour cam on uh, the, the Fox 19 morning news here. And, of course, there's no cars on the road like there normally is. Usually they have at least one big line of traffic somewhere they're telling you to avoid. So there's none of that. So, yeah, it seems like people are out, but this seems like – but then you go by most places and they are, in, in fact, empty. Yeah. Well, and, like, just people are walking a lot more, and it's hard – because where I am is like a step up from suburban, but a step down from metropolitan, which yes. means that there are very thin sidewalks and busy roads on the other side of the sidewalks. And so I keep walking and seeing an elderly couple or someone young in a mask. Oh, and it's yeah. like, what do I do? I can't get in. I can't jump into the road, but I can't be six feet apart from you. Yeah. They're yeah. going to start closing the uh, metro parks soon because people are just flooding to them. Yeah. Well, the thing here they're doing is they've closed all the playgrounds and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, the next step is going to be uh, closing the parks completely. And then, but then, you know, what are people going to do? It's uh, something else that's crazy that I didn't notice until it happened to me. And then I read a little bit about it is people just like straight up aren't tipping because either cash is dirty or since uh, you don't have to sign for credit card things anymore, there's no option to. Oh. I picked up Papa John's cause I want a pizza cause I <laughs> always am winning pizza from Papa John's. Yeah. And uh, I went to pick it up and I was like, wait, don't I need to sign? She's like, Oh, we're not requiring signatures. And I was like, but I want to tip you. Like you're risking your life for my pizza. <laughs> so they had to like manually put it in on the computer. But I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, it's it's the weirdest thing. And right now, delivery drivers and restaurant workers like really need it more than ever. And it's yes. like they're taking away the measures that make it possible. Wow, that is that Isn't is that, abso- weird? that is very crazy. Yeah, that all these things that n- never really occurred to us. Yeah, until this happened about being you know uh, stuck at home. The, the problem we're having is uh, your mother what did the uh, online grocery shopping thing. Which is great, but, well, not good. The pickup isn't until Tuesday, and in the meantime, we keep running out of other stuff. Yeah, that's so true. So we And I was telling them at the, my one job in our chat, I said, you know, we are, we're out of one ingredient for uh, like a ton of meals. Yes, we make a ton that's of stuff, so true. There's one thing missing. So, yeah, it's just been, 
It's been, it's, yeah, like I had that issue the other day. I had everything for a recipe except for one stupid thing. And it's like, well, if I'm going to go to the store, it's going to be like a $100 grocery trip that'll last me three months. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go just for one seasoning or one thing of cheese. So well, I feel like I'm I'm eating definitely way worse than before. Because <laughs> well, I don't want to buy vegetables or anything. Like, they had a lady on the radio down here. She's actually from Cleveland. She's uh, head or the I guess she's the communication director for the grocery store association or something like that. And she was saying that, you know, that's tough. They want, they're advising people only send one person to the store from the family, obviously, but shop for a week, but then don't shop for more than that because you don't want to get into a hoarding situation. It's like, so it's, it's really a tough balance because what do you do? You need, you need enough stuff, you know, to to see you through, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to be the person that's, you know, being the idiot, uh, 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 Pat told me a story that this uh, comedian friend of his, Mike Schmidt, went to the went to Target, and this guy had like eight cases of water in his cart. And Schmidt's like, "Hey, could I just get one of those? I'm just one guy." And the guy was like, "No, <laughs> wouldn't do it." That's so odd. I also don't get the cases of water thing. Like, we should be hoarding Brita filters. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Well, yeah, that's that's certainly true. Um, I don't know what the big thing on water is. I mean, the, I, I understand the people are like, well, are people hoarding toilet paper? Well, here's why. is because people think a, 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 an Italy-like lockdown is coming where you exactly. won't be able to leave the house for three weeks. So I get it. But if everybody Yeah, I definitely, them, I got that one. I did not understand the backlash on that one. And yeah, and if, if people behave themselves, it won't come to that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just nuts. Your mother here to, hates hearing this, but it's, it's unprecedented. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't remember who – someone else said the same thing to me about how they're so sick of hearing that word now. <laughs> uh, here's something funny I saw today on Twitter when I was doing my one job. What we were going to uh, – we were out and about and t- today uh, taking a little drive and, and mom was like – I. Uh, you know, not a big fan of President Obama. We say, like, boy, I sure wish Obama was in charge instead. And I said, heck, I'd sh- settle for George W. Bush. Well, <laughs> a couple hours later, because you know the gov- at least he knew how the government ran. I mean, those guys were awful. Yeah. But if this would have happened, they would have been like, well, at least we know how things work and what to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading on Twitter that uh, they posted a video clip of him back in 2005 saying that uh, the, the the biggest <gasps> threat he, I saw that. the biggest threat he thought was a a big flu like epidemic sweeping the world. And the reason he thought that was while he was on vacation, he just happened to pick up this book about the 1918 uh, flu uh, uh, pandemic. Mm -hmm. And he got obsessed with it and read the whole thing cover to cover. And right after he was like, because we've got to do something about this. This could happen. What's to stop this from happening again? And so I really, really wish George W. Bush was in charge now because it seems like he had an interest in doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's driving me crazy is all the 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 racial comments against like against the virus too. Oh yeah, the Chinese virus. Uh, yes. Oh god, that the uh, the guy that used to host Wheel of Fortune back in the seventies, a guy named Chuck Woolery. Uh, he was on about that. He was, oh, the, the President Trump's doing a great job against the Chinese virus. I'm like, you racist effing a hole. <laughs> what the hell is the matter with you? I saw something and it was like, it takes less characters to type out COVID-19. So the only reason <laughs> to type Chinese virus is to annoy people. <laughs> Absolutely. Crazy. So what have you been doing? Uh, I mean, you're you're just you. And that, that's the thing that's kind of, uh, it's, it's worrying us. Oh, I know. I have been like, 
Like, do you remember that scene in Scott Pilgrim where he orders something on Amazon and then sits cross-legged in front of his door waiting for it? Because that's me waiting for my Switch. <laughs> it should be here Tuesday. Um, Caleb bought a, me and him a Minecraft realm so, like, we can build stuff at the same time. Oh. So I've just been having to find, like, stupid things like that. Rewatched all of Gravity Falls. I'm working on rewatching every episode of Defunct Land. Oh, my gosh. So I'm just just doing doing what you got to do and walking. I discovered a marina. I discovered oh yeah some other parks. I've discovered some businesses I want to go to in the future. Oh, that's good. So that's been nice. Getting to know your neighborhood. Yeah. And I suggested you write that book. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I suggested earlier to Fangirl that she uh, there was a book that folks I have it laying. I was gonna let you borrow it, but I didn't know how useful it would be to you. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's a book by Lori Majewski and a fellow we had on the podcast whose name is. Is it is Lori the one who does the radio stuff? Yes, yes. Yeah, she's, I've like almost met her. Yeah, like, exactly. I've her. <laughs> she, used, she, used, she used to write for Spin, and I don't know if I put Ooh. the book. Oh wait, it's right here. Hold on, it's Mad World. I'll tell you. I'll tell everybody what it is. I do have it. Wait, right I've read that one. Yeah. Oh, Mad World. Here, to, uh, an oral history of new wave artists and songs that define the 1980s. Uh, Lori Majewski and uh, Jonathan Bernstein. Jonathan Bernstein, friend of the show, he was on the pod. Uh, I will d- just Google PF's tape recorder, Jonathan Bernstein, it should come right up. And anyway, so those not in the know, they decided what, I think it was 20 or 25 songs to find the New yeah. Wave era. And then this is the beautiful part, fangirl. This is, what, this is why this is so... What? This, okay, so they didn't really write anything, which is gorgeous. Yeah, they each wrote, <laughs> they each wrote a paragraph... And then they interview the artists, and yeah. like that's brilliant. That's almost as good as the uh, the guy that wrote the book. Uh, speaking of George W. Bush, there was a book out during his presidency of all the dumb things he ever said. And uh, so th- the guy that wrote that didn't have to write anything at all. He just had to write a beginning. He said, "Here are the quotes," and at the end, <laughs> weren't those funny? And that's all he had to do. And Al Franken wrote the forward for it. Said this guy's a genius. He like didn't even have to write a book, and he's got a best-selling. Uh, he's on the New York Times bestseller list. So anyway. Um, the there's 20 or 25 songs in here, and um, to give y'all is there, oh yeah here it is to give y'all a an idea Gary Newman Cars Duran Duran Girls on Film She blinded me with science is in there I think uh, <laughs> it is Human League is in here with I don't or wait did Human League they had a problem with Human League Human uh, Phil Oakey would not talk to them oh yeah here being boiled which is an interesting choice by the way uh, I understand <laughs> it I don't know if I 100% agree with it but um. Phil Oki would not talk to them, so I don't know who they ended up actually talking to. And weirdly, Phil Oki talked to me uh, about two years <laughs> before that because they were touring. And I, I guess what Jonathan Bernstein was telling me was that I get, Phil didn't want the Human League to be seen as just an oldies act. But when they came here, and your mother and I saw them, it was an oldies act simply because they did all the all their old. They didn't do anything new. It was all it was the hits. So hmm. I think it's kind of weird that he. Uh, did I don't know why he didn't? But it's a fascinating book. So anyway, the the, the roundabout way of getting to this is that I suggested Fangirl do one for emo songs. So oh, the that'd 20, be so fun. 20, I wonder if that's been done. I need to look into it. Look into it. I'm sure it hasn't. Uh, have Lori Majewski write the forward for your book. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, Nick Rhodes writes the forward to Mad World, and Moby writes the afterward. So anyway, um, yeah, and you could do. The 20, 30, whatever songs it is, and you could just interview all those bands. I mean, you're connected enough. I'm sure we could get that sorted. 
yeah, that'd be that'd be really neat. I would love to do something like that. And Lori's Lori's really cool. Yeah. I I saw her. I don't know if you remember that this is why I like knew her and saw her. Yeah. But um on induction announcement day, they had Lori come and do a talk at um Rock Hall and it was her and then some people from Rock Hall and then Nick Carter, who also does serious stuff. I talked with Nick for a while. That's he right. was impressed that I was like working at Rock Hall so young and had knowledge of the people being there. Inducted. You go, see, like, That's just crazy. That's what I always say, and he, that, he was really fun to talk to as well. Yeah, they were they were both really cool. She, um, uh, Lori and I are friends on Facebook. I guess you could say professional friends because like I'm friends with a lot of comedians that I don't know mm-hmm. otherwise. But um, she was nice enough to get me uh, when OMD first started touring again. Uh, I messaged her and said, "Hey." Uh, I know you interviewed Paul on your show, your Sirius XM show. Do you have any idea who's doing their publicity? She sent me the publicist's name, and I was very thankful. And, um, and now I'm friends with those folks. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm so sad it's... about all the publicity stuff I'm not getting to do now. Oh, I, yeah. I was going to see Hot Shell Ray. I was going to see Black oh, that's right. last night. Hot Shell Ray. Man. Coin was in Cleveland at, like a few days ago, like supposed to be in Cleveland a few days ago. Yeah. Yeah, we're thinking probably uh, all concerts are done for the year, don't you reckon? Oh, yeah. I can't imagine uh, anything starting up. And uh, I think sports is done for the year. Weirdly, uh, Shirts is still excited. Well, they made this announcement. Let me see, when's the episode going to drop? It's going to drop this Wednesday. So if any, I can drop. I can. It's, it's, it's only three days ahead, and I doubt there's a, a, a cross-section of fans. But... Um, we have a new brand, I don't know if you know about, called In the Clutch. Hmm. And it's, it's all, uh, it's basically athletes. So all the all the athletes belong to unions in their different sports. So we have a deal with that union to print all these shirts. So one of them will be Francisco Lindor of the Indians, as, as an example. You might have seen his face around town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he'll be one of them, and then a bunch of other baseball players. And um, and uh, Josh and Darren are still pretty confident that's going to happen, but and we hope it is too, but... Uh, I, I don't know. It's just weird. Like I said, some, some parts of the country are taking it seriously and others aren't. They showed cars still lining up to get into Florida last week. Yeah. Like, what are you nuts? Stay home. <laughs> well, what's, what I don't get is that things aren't even open. So where are you going? <laughs> that's what, that's what mom was saying. She's like, where are these people going to go for, I guess you can get carry out food. And mom reckons, and I don't think there's that many people to get into the state of Florida. So she she figured, well, maybe they're thinking I have a vacation house there. I'll just go there and I'll shelter sure. in place there. So maybe, I don't know. I mean, I guess that'd be a better place to shelter uh, than, than some places, but that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So, all right. So, finding any new music? I'm having a hard time finding new music because I can't go to the library anymore. Oh, and, uh, I have... Yeah, I've kind of fallen down a rabbit hole. Oh, really? You tell yeah. Me. Oh, well, you kind of know about this. It's only gotten worse with time. So, <laughs> one fateful day on Twitter, there were K-pop stands replying to oh. a tweet that I was interested in, and the songs <laughs> kept getting stuck in my head, and now I'm, like, full-on obsessed with three different groups and I want to learn more and it's just like, it's a problem, but it's been really nice to learn about an entirely new way of doing music because how like the K-pop industry is so wildly different from the American music industry in a lot of ways. And it's just, it's been, it's been interesting. I had no idea. We had the one guy, uh, the Wampum Gangnam style guy. 
<laughs> yeah, he doesn't count. <laughs> and then, but then it kind of dropped. Everyone thought, oh, this is it. And then it just dropped off. And he had a second top 10. He did. I remember that. But I, I don't know if it went top 10 here, but it went top 10 in the UK. Well, BTS has now broken records that like were originally only held by the Beatles. It's like madness, the BTS thing. We're, wait, records broken in, in, on the Western charts or in, in the Korean? <laughs> the Beatles, um, until BTS this year, were the only group to chart three number one albums in the same year. And BTS broke it. We're in the U.S. or the U.K. or I think U.S. Really? They talk about it on Colbert's show. They oh. do a uh, spoof of the famous Beatles Ed Sullivan show performance. It's oh, neat! Hilarious! It oh, I gotta check that out. Hopefully, that is it's YouTube-able. amazing. It's called BTS Mania, and uh, they all introduce themselves the like the same way. It's it's really cute. Colbert's dressed up as Ed Sullivan. It's it's cute. Oh man, um, I gotta check that out. Okay. And then they talk about, you know what? It might not be Colbert. It might be the other, the other guy. Uh, I get all these talk show hosts confused. Well, it would be interesting if it was Colbert because he shoot, Colbert. He, he did shoot his show in the Ed Sullivan Theater. Maybe it's Corbin. No, then it is. It is. It's in the old Ed Sullivan Theater. Then it's, then it's it Colbert. It's like the Ed Sullivan Theater yeah. and everything. Um, oh, wow. I swear it's not Colbert. It might be Kim. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, um, matters is that it's the BTS thing is just fascinating. And then they just released a song with Hal- Halsey in March. So they're kind of they're they're creeping their way in here. They are. All right. Well, people have some homework to do whilst they're uh, whilst they're cooped yeah, up. Yeah, and you have to li- watch that that Sullivan thing. I'm I'm trying to make a, a worksheet about BTS compared to the Beatles for Rock Hall. So hopefully I'll be able to get that. Oh, there you go. On the other side of this, on the other side of this, I'll tell the listeners who actually it was and where they can find it and what to look up on YouTube. Cool. Um, Thanks. In the meantime, I would say that you should get to work making your list of the 20 whatever songs it was. You, you can set the number yourself. It doesn't have to be the same as they did in Mad World. If you think it's 20, do a 20. If you think it's only 10, yeah. just, <laughs> yeah, it's just do 10. Then then I guess you'd have to set about uh, trying to find uh, these people. It's What do they do? They, how many songs are on this? Well, I'll, I'll tell people on the other side how many songs it was. Here, I'll count all these up, but um, it's not a ton. Uh, but it's i got to go back and reread this. I keep rereading that Beach Boys magazine your mother got I me for my birthday. I am really sad that I'm up here without like any of my books. Like I know I could get oh, new books, but they yeah. I just I want my comfort books. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, hmm. Well, maybe we can get that through. Maybe we can ship them to you. True. Okay. Well, let us know. I, I've been dying ever since starting work to reread that England streaming book oh, that yeah. I got obsessed with. Yeah. That's just the best. Okay. I need to read that. I can it's read, so good. I got that as a <laughs> gift from when I worked at Everybody's News. And uh, I started reading it, and I never got around to finishing it. And then, you know, life happens, and uh, if that, that should that'd be straight in my basket. I probably should get that sorted. Oh, it really is. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll start. It's the that. only thing that even slightly rivals the Malcolm McLaren biography, <laughs> I, which I, I saw sitting in the uh, bookshelf when I was walking upstairs the other day. I'm like, maybe I should check that out too. Oh God, it's all the right. Best. Well, your sister and mother want to dye their hair, so and they need the basement to do it. They won't let me dye mine because they think mine's too dark. I have the same hair as them. Weren't you supposed to, like, lighten it first and then... Did they lighten theirs first? No, but I heard that years and years ago uh, when my you, friends would dye their hair. why that, would I need to? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about this. I was just just parroting what I was told years ago. <laughs> um, all right. Well, fangirl, hang in there. I'm drying. And, of course, if uh, you need anything, I would... I would invite people to start a uh, a, a, a GoFundMe for you, but I, I think everybody's kind of in the same boat, so... <laughs> exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> yep. So, uh, oh, one thing you can do if you have a notion, though, is buy a shirt from Cincy Shirts, Old School Shirts, Fluffy Crate, um, 
those would be the big three right now because yeah. that does help us. Uh, so in whatever small way. And we've got a lots of uh, COVID-19 related stuff. Uh, if that's your bent, we have a De- uh, DeWine time. Sure, you've been enjoying the governor's. Uh, oh, I love press- the DeWine time. Yeah, DeWine, that's been doing really well. So um, yeah, so buy one of those. It'll help uh, us and uh, consequently fangirl. So and uh all right do you want to like plug your twitter or anything like that or your instagram or your your insta spam um everything's kind of under construction right now okay. since i'm able to have it under construction with oh, the, very good with the uh all right that's the word i'm looking for quarantine <laughs> okay well, well we'll update people as uh as noted all right well i'll talk to you later honey all right bye pal bye Thanks to Fangirl for being on the show. I uh, just wanted to remind everybody that we were talking about uh, being out and about. We kind of consolidated all of our, um, our um, errands, I guess, as it were, into just one trip out. And I was the only one that got out of the car. Um, but just need to get out a little bit. You can still drive, just don't get out of the car. Um, so anyway, uh, there's that. Uh, Fangirl's just walking around uh, her suburb up there in Cleveland and uh, waiting for things to get back to normal. And uh, she's chosen the song of the week for us. Uh, you heard her talking about BTS, the K-pop group. So she sent me a couple of, uh, of suggestions here, and I found them in Freegal. Yay! Uh, she suggested Not Today and Boy With Love. Boy With Love features Halsey. And uh, this one sounds a little more, I would say, Europop-y. Uh, Not Today sounds a little more American dance poppy, if I were to choose between the two. But um, yeah, Boy With Love sounds very Europop-y. Uh, they've had a ton of hits on, the, I guess, the U.S. world chart. And they've also placed a couple in the top 10 regular chart here in the U.S. So here is BTS. Oh, and by the way, it is uh, what Stephen Colbert. Just Google or go to YouTube and put Colbert BTS, come right up. Uh, it's really clever. He looks like Ed Sullivan, and of course it was shot in the Ed Sullivan Theater where his show uh, is normally produced when things uh, aren't all crazy. Uh, but anyway, this is uh, BTS featuring Halsey. It's our song of the week on PF Tape Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. I'm